Welcome, listeners, to a podcast. A D&D podcast, in fact. I suppose you like Dungeons & Dragons podcasts, do you? Well, allow me then to tell you of another. The Legend of Renab is a weekly comedy D&D podcast with an epic story, a love of laughter and goofs, a fantastical journey, and a cast of lifelong friends. Join Murdar, a fighter of tyrants, Benson Muffins, a magical grad student, Plick Pluck, a former pickpocket current sorcerer, and Cramwell, a regular cleric, as they explore the continent of Renab. Join the Legion of Renab where you usually download podcasts or at legionofrenab.com. And now, on to the episode. Hi, everybody. Hi, it's me, Kat, your DM, your friend, and uh, here to declare, make an official declaration here against Caitlin. Oh, uh-oh. Caitlin? Oh, God, I know it's coming. I am swearing <laughs> on this podcast, on this... I know my crimes. This public forum, I am swearing an oath of vengeance upon you. It is sworn. I have sworn it. Caitlin? I plead guilty. <laughs> while I was while I was away for the for a week on vacation, <laughs> I asked you to stop into my house and add water to my hydroponic Can we garden. Skip the trial, please. I'll just go to jail. <laughs> and Caitlin did not do that. And I came back, and all of my plants were dead. My sage bush, which was healthy and vibrant, dead. Please. My carefully tended rosemary bush, which took literally months Please. to get to the point where I could harvest any I'll of it. go to jail. Gone. The the cilantro plant, new and just coming into fullness, dead. Ken, I don't have the money to pay bail. Please just put me into the locker. The baby thyme plant, the tiny baby thyme plant that was barely starting to live. Do you know what it is now, Caitlin? It's dead. I know. <laughs> hey, hey, I did take good care of your kitty. You did take care of my cat because she was living at your house. Yes. Which is coincidentally also why I forgot to go feed your plants. (laughs) And also. Oh, fuck. My green onion. (laughs) Which had been alive for almost a year. Dead. One onion? Well, it's a green onion. It just sort of constantly regenerates itself. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, you can just stick a green onion in a thing of water and it'll just constantly regenerate. Well, not if you don't ever water them or feed them. (laughs) So, Caitlin, uh, here on this public forum, the intro to this episode of our podcast, I swear an oath of vengeance upon you. I know. Yeah. And uh, just keep your head on fucking swivel. I uh, I already, I've brought a knife into my place of work just in case because Kat and I do share a very large office. And it is, you know, Caitlin doesn't notice me until I'm, I, I announce my presence to I, her. I hyper focus on my work and so every time Kat comes by, she's just like sneaks up and then I get excited, but now I'll be excited to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> just be ready. I am your DM. I know. I'm very scared. Corbin's going to die this episode, you guys. (laughs) It was really nice getting to know you, Caitlin. Thank you. Let's play D&D. DM and your slow coming vengeance. She's making direct eye contact. <laughs> Hi, I'm Noelle, and I'm so glad not to be involved in that situation. <laughs> and I play Fran, who's a Jonasi wizard, and she's at um, level seven. Hi, I'm Caitlin, soon to be dead, and I play Corbin for now. <laughs> God. Uh, I'm Hannah, and I play Slake, a level seven half work fighter. And I'm just preemptively mourning the loss of Caitlin. <laughs> so your first day in court went as so. You 
met with the queen very briefly. She mm. thanked you for your service. Mm. You were presented to court. You fucked that up. <laughs> you went to a... Pe- I didn't do anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you went to a picnic lunch with Princess Renetta and her entourage, and that, well... That happened. Mm. Uh, let's see. Then you all went off and did sort of your own thing. Uh, Slake, you went to a concert with Mary, and you met Coquin uh, of the Bronze Order, the dragonborn priestess. Corbin, you went to stealthily ransack uh, Lord Andalyn's rooms. Oh, yeah. And that didn't... I mean, you, you ransacked it, but there was no stealth involved. <laughs> I didn't get caught. That's true, because he wasn't there. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Uh, and, uh, and Noelle, you went and interrogated the pirates, and you learned some stuff. But I you... learned, like, the names of the leaders. So after that, you all met up and got ready for dinner with the queen and her guests. Uh, you made some small talk. Corbin started drinking immediately and got tipsy. Corbin and Fran, you found out that the sleeping bones of Coquin's order uh, are rare dragon bones. Slake, you talked to the elven ambassador from Ilfra, Elminia, who has a great accent, don't you know? Also, before we get started, I want to explain a new mechanic I'm going to be implementing. To to give you guys a sense of consequences, you, I'm going to implement a like Dragon Age style, and I'm just going to let you know at certain points if a character approves or disapproves. <gasps> oh, yes. oh, yeah, I like it. And uh, you guys can keep track of this if you want. Mm. I will keep track of it, but I won't show you the numbers. Okay. Fuck. So, yes. So now it is dinner time. You, the queen, and all of her other guests make your way into the dining room. As people walk into dinner, they're pairing off. Mm. So uh, Mary comes and takes your arm, Slake. Oh, is there going to be more soda? Uh, Yes, there is wine being served. Yeah. I've got soda. Yeah, boy. Fran gives Corbin a strict talk. (laughs) Corbin doesn't listen. Hey, two-person team meeting. Look in my eyes. Fran can take Corbin's arm. I take his arm with, like, more force than I've ever used in my life. (laughs) And And it is still so weak. Corbin barely feels it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then I say, Corbin, I swear to God, you can't get drunk. I won't. You should try Do you know how getting drunk works? No. But you you should. drink, stop. If you you drink lots of that thing that you think is soda, like like a dumbass, you will ruin everything. Uh, hey, you should. You can't have any more. You should try some. Oh my god, Fran, loosen up, Corbin. Fran, I'm gonna, ki- I'm gonna kick you out of here. Come the on, Fran. Oh. It's like Mary signs to you. Are you having a good time? Uh, yeah, this is great. Just you know, just interacting with a lot of small, mean people. I'm loving it. <laughs> Mary gives you a smile and pats your arm. I catch Mary's eye and I'm like, tell him, tell him. Uh, well, Mary, Mary taps you on the shoulder, Corbin. Yes. And uh, then signs, maybe don't drink so much soda. Well, it's, you bad, should... it's bad for your teeth. Mary, you should try some. I brush my teeth every day and night. I'm good. You should try some, Mary. Mary. That's your God you're talking to, you bastard. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm offering her wine like I'm supposed to. Uh, now you know it's wine. <laughs> Mary shakes her head, and you are all shown into the dining room. The dining room, uh, it's another beautiful room. It was beautiful vaulted ceilings and beautiful crystal chandeliers, just like everything in this fucking place. Mm. So goddamn beautiful. Mm. The walls have large paintings of naval battles and victories. Uh, and there is an ornate crest of the two fish and the spear, which is the crest of House Elias. And you are all seated by servants who show you to your places. There's a little place card with your name on it, which once you are seated, each servant takes away the place card. And for the benefit of listeners at home, Fran is seated toward one end of the table uh, next to Queen Lilia and the ambassador from Ilfra, as well as Princess Magdalena, who you see her place card as you're seated, Fran, so you know who she is. Mm. Mary is between Azam, and uh, she sees the place card for a Lord Dirk Helmshire. And Corbin, around you, is the Viscount Nguyenian. Coquin is across from you, and next to you is the Marchioness de Cababon. And Slake, you are at the other end of the table next to Queen Tenevine, Princess Renetta, Lord Agsprat, 
And so keep that in your minds, listener. (laughs) (laughs) It's an ornately laid table with big silver. They're not candle holders, but they look sort of like those ornate candle holders, but they're holding like lots of fresh fruit and flowers, like big arrangements of fruit and flowers. And uh, as you are seated, the little bell is rung and a bevy of servants comes out and serves your first course, which is a cold soup. And it is sort of a pinkish color. Corbin picks up his his wine glass and mimes drinking it to Usley. Oh, okay. I like look nervously at Corbin and then I look at at Fran. And I am like pulling my finger across my throat. I'm like, you better not fucking do it. <laughs> I have the like wine glass in my hand and then I see Fran and I put it down. <laughs> Corbin shoots Fran a nasty look. Um, he has you, to lean the, back in his chair to do it. The sort of look that Fran is already giving you by the time you give me a nasty look could 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 wither a less shameless man. <laughs> Good. Uh, so as everybody's getting started on their first course, Queen Lilia says to you, Fran, please, our guest, will you regale us of some stories of your heroism? We've all heard reports from Danmar and from the unfortunate events of yesterday, but we'd love to hear it from your own lips. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is exactly what Fran wants. Uh... Fran, why don't you roll a quick old performance check? <laughs> Yes. I think I have, like, negative performance. Such an idiot. Okay, so that's a seven. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Continue with that in mind. Y'all ever heard of Torva? Yes. Yes, we we are all familiar. Man, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, I mean, just like, you know, like, we, like, travel around, kind of. You know, like, we, like, poop in the woods. Uh, you know, like, Mary's there. Corbin's there. I'm there. Laika's there. You don't know Laika, but she's, like, so tall. <laughs> it's probably, like, a lot better than what you do here. That's, anyway. <laughs> hmm. Oh, how exciting. And the Princess Magdalena jumps in now and she says, who's going to the boat races tomorrow? And everybody just, the conversation moves on without you, Fran. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I just know that I did a bad job. <laughs> <laughs> this is so brutal. Oh man, it's rough. Yep. Now Slake, down at the other end of the table, Queen Tenevine turns to you with a very similar question. She says, Slake, you mentioned to us this, uh, uh, Notion of a, a heroic destiny, please. Why don't you regale the table with some stories that you have from your heroic days? Oh, God. Do I roll for this? Yeah, you're going to roll a performance check, my friendo. <sighs> okay, well, that's a 15. Well, you do pretty good. Nice. You do a pretty good job. Continue with that in mind. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, it's not a huge deal, really, but uh, I've been training for a long time uh, under my god, Yoan, who's this giant glittering insect so i met this uh, this beautiful orc woman who told me that i needed to go and find these guardians in these ruins um the red fields oh yes the red fields aren't those toxic why would what were you doing there everybody's all a twitter <laughs> <laughs> yeah very toxic uh, you know whenever you go out into them you you have to cover your mouth and wear protective goggles but uh for me really not a big deal so i uh i did what anyone would do and uh I traveled on my way and found myself here where uh, I may have stumbled upon a pirate attack. I may have had to take out a few guys with the old picks. And uh, the rest is history. Tenevine approves. God. As does Sylvia and Agsprat. All of them approve. All right. Now, Corbin, it is Nguinian who says to you, he says, now, I was dying to hear about this at Renetta's picnic, but I think we got a bit off topic. I hear that you've done quite some heroing. We have so many messenger hawks from Danmar. All of my contacts there were telling me about the fight at the palace. Please tell us all about it. Uh, and you are going to be rolling with 
disadvantage, Corbin of the Crow Clan. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that if I'm drunk, it'd be more entertaining. It might be entertaining, but it might not be good. Well, that was a seven. And that was a three. Oh. <laughs> so, didn't really matter your disadvantage so, on that one. So, continue with that in mind. Well, um, I'm going to, I uh, grab my wine glass, mm. down uh-huh. it. Oh, boy. Get up on my chair. Okay. And I say, you have no fucking idea. And then <laughs> I start describing in gruesome and visceral detail <laughs> every get- man I've ever killed. <laughs> I you get about it. like three quarters of the way into your first one when uh, several servants come and pull you back down into your chair. And Mary sh- gives you a very disappointed look. Oof. I'm looking over How- like, holy what shit. <laughs> and- what about Nguinian? Did he like it or did he not like it? Nguinian seems to love it. Okay, cool. But Coquin disapproves. Okay, sorry, Coquin. Sylvia disapproves. Dirk disapproves. Magdalena disapproves. Okay. Azam Jesus. disapproves. Renetta disapproves. Renetta's like all the way on the other end of the table. Yeah, but he got, got up. Yell. Oh, yeah, you're right. He decided to get up and yell. Fran what? has sunk her face into her hands. And Lilia like, disapproves. Oh, my God. And Tenavine disapproves. God damn it. Fuck. Well? Well? Corbin claps Nwinian on the back and says, if you want to hear some more sometime, hit me up. Oh, please tell me, but in a quieter voice. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe. So, I mean, Slake is having a very successful conversation at the other <laughs> end of the table. Slake's doing great. Slake's doing great. Mary's doing great as well. She's sort of smoothing over the ruffled feathers since she's closest to Corbin. Feathers. And being like, oh, I'm so sorry. He has never had liquor before. And, uh, you know, he's really had too much before dinner. He, we haven't had much to eat today, et cetera, et cetera. Please tell me about your lands. Tell me about your horses. Tell me about your ships. And she basically just kind of keeps everybody else talking so that Corbin can sit down and be quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting next to Magdalena, right? Yeah, you are. We haven't talked to her yet. You and sure? she's she's the queen's aunt. It's the queen's aunt, yes. Okay. It was her yacht that the previous king and queen died on. And she had actually a stronger claim to the throne than Tenevine. Okay. But because Tenevine was the firstborn... It went to her. All right. Is she, like, wearing anything cool? Oh, she's dressed very finely. Um, She's wearing a red dress with, it looks like, very stylized spell runes on it. Like, the, the in- embroidery is all oh. in gold. And it's all these very, very stylized spell runes. They look like spell runes? Yeah. Ooh. I say, hey, cool dress. Oh, thank you. Uh, and Magdalena sort of, she adjusts her hair a bit so you can see a bit more of the neckline of the dress where it shows more of the runes. She says, these are based off an ancient text which was found in the Library of Memoirs. Very old and very beautiful. Untranslatable, but absolutely gorgeous. And I'm such a student of history. I simply felt that bringing a bit of the past into our current fashions would be just very chic. I'm glad you appreciate it. Very chic. Um... Do I, do I recognize, so I know that they're spell runes? Yeah, they are just gibberish. One of them is, you do recognize a spell for making bread rise, mm. and you recognize a spell for cleaning stables. Mm. There is a spell to make someone poop their pants. Nice. <laughs> that's really interesting that's from the Hall of Memoirs, because I don't know if you're familiar with, um, like, magic. I mean, you know magic, right? Anyway, um... <laughs> It looks kind of like a version of magical runes. Oh, truly. Are you a great student of history, then? I'm a student of magic. (laughs) If you're a student of magic, then you must be blessed by the gods. Tell me, which of the gods are you sworn to? I look at Mary, but then... (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of like a freewheeling, just like, maverick. (laughs) But it's like under, you know, Talia's sort of purview. I see. We must speak on this more later. I have great interest in the old magics of the gods. You want to see a cool magic trick? Everybody on your side of the table is like, hell yeah. <laughs> Everyone perks up. Everyone's like, how we get the fucking magic approval. Trick. Yeah, buddy. Magic trick. Um, so there's like things with food. Yeah. I'm going to like make it look like they're like coming to life and like moving a la... 
be our guest. <laughs> Everybody is delighted. I mean, I'm guessing you do this for the whole table. Oh, yeah. And it, yeah. It, they're, like, dancing around. Uh, you get approval points from everyone. Uh, so to Magdalena, I'm like, we're friends, right? Um, <laughs> want I see something else? Certainly. I make my hair into a bust of her. Oh, she she claps in delight. You like water? <laughs> I feel very neutrally toward water. I love water. I just recently acquired a boat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Big pimpin'. There you, there you go. Um, wow. And as, as you're saying this, the courses are being switched out mm-hmm. and the soup is now replaced with, it looks like a series of eggs of different colors set into a jelly. Am I sitting near egg splat? No, you're Thank not. God. Fucking damn it. I mean, you're kind of kitty quarter from him, but <laughs> I lean, I lean, I, I squish it, and I lean over to Nguyenian and I say, "Look, it's egg splat," and then I point at egg splat. Oh, Nguyenian likes this. Okay, cool. Nguyenian loves this. So the uh, that's great. Oh yeah, you were saying you you recently acquired a boat. Mm. Is that so? I personally have quite a fleet of yachts and pleasure ships. Tell me all about your boat. What's how many masts? What is the heading? Oh, you know, all that. And, <laughs> <laughs> and also, only a minor hole. <laughs> oh, we have the finest shipbuilders here in Madria. I'm sure that it'll be repaired in no time. Is it docked in the Royal Docks? I think so. <laughs> I kind of had to run off, save the city. You know how it goes. <laughs> of course. Um... I don't know how to fucking ask her if she killed her. Uh, it is weird, the boat race. It tomorrow. is weird that she yeah. would like boats if her brother died on a boat. Like, well, think, she liked boats before. Yeah, but like, still, you, you think, think you'd that, swear off boats? Yeah, you think Maybe. she'd be like, "Fuck boats for good now." No more boats. <laughs> boats killed my parents. Don't blame the boats. Blame the ocean. Mm-hmm. Fucking ocean. So Batman true. Rules. Batman rules. Batman rules. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, are any of your boats going to be in the boat races? Oh, yes, I have two crews in the boat races. Wow. One of them I am very proud of. It was built specially in the past couple of years just for speed in the small craft. I hoped to blow, figuratively, blow Nguyenian's entry out of the water. Ah, figuratively. (laughs) (laughs) Of Uh, course, there are no actual cannons attached to these boats, but... Of course, of course. But the Viscount Nguyenian relies far too much on a experienced crew and he puts no work into his vessels where do you get the crews from oh they are servants of our households is that like safe for the crews oh well any sport is only as safe as you make it and is only as safe as the safeguards in place and don't worry we don't race in any rough waters or through any treacherous obstacles it is purely crew against crew ship against ship on the open water and only on a clear day. Well, I say, I think it's really cool that you like that you like boats so much, because so do I. The ocean has never done me wrong. <laughs> and I wink. The ocean is something to be feared and respected. But I'm glad you've not yet met with any tragedy on the open seas. Oh, ominous. <laughs> ha- have you? Well, I guess... I don't, this is so impolite. <laughs> you seem like you seem like the oceans really burned you. Yeah, that's what the ocean <laughs> you does. Seem it like really you burns you by the ocean. <laughs> the hot flame of the ocean truly burned you. Oh man, the scorching rays of the ocean. I'm just gonna say, um, well, I hope the ocean never strikes you with any tragedy either, or anything else. I guess this is this is maybe this is weird. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. And uh, with that, the ambassador from Ilfra gracefully changes the subject. Mm Howdy, partner. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome. 
Welcome to the middle of the show, at least. I hope you are well. I hope your crops and gardens are flourishing. How are you? Have you tweeted us a meme lately? Our Twitter is at Dragon Dames. Please tweet us a meme. Send Kat a meme from me with my signature on it. Or your signature, because I guess it was technically made by you and not me. Anyway. First off, today's episode is brought to us by Archvillain Games. So if you haven't heard already, Archvillain Games is holding a Kickstarter this month for their dope, dope character sheet binders called Gauntlets. So, like, these are really cool. I can't describe exactly how cool they are. Like, this is a place where audio medium kind of starts to break down because I can't describe... I just I don't have the I don't have the way with painting words right now. But basically, it's like a cover and a holder for your character sheet that's customized for the type of D&D character and designed like really beautiful and with tons of details. Rather than a binder, I would say like each one is literally a cool art piece. Like <laughs> they're sculpturesque almost. For instance, the cleric one looks like um, it has stained glass on it and is full of religious themes. And the fighter one is a really cool, intricate weapon-based design. Also, they each hold five character sheets. They're available painted or unpainted, and they're made of high-durability materials. I suggest, even if you're not in the market for this right now, that you go to their website, archvillaingames.com, and just look at them because they're very cool. Uh, If you scroll down a little bit, when you go to archvillaingames.com, you can see the video about their Kickstarter and admire the beauty of the artwork. Uh, Also, at their website, you can find the link to their Kickstarter where you can support them and get a gauntlet of your own. Again, that website is archvillaingames.com, or you can search for them on Kickstarter, so be sure to check them out. Okay, update who so far has sent Kat a meme from me to her at our Twitter, which is Dragon Dames. I'm just checking in. Um, next, I want to thank our beautiful iTunes humans and aliens, if you are an alien who left an iTunes review. Thank you so much. Uh, that goes out to Lapina Tapai. Uncle Fred 0077, Yusuf Wolf, J Boy, all the other names are taken, I think, uh, Sleepy Human, and Duct Tape Jane. I'll be honest, I just read these iTunes reviews just a few minutes ago, and I'm like, um, like feeling emotions, I would say. Like, I would put it like I'm having like human feelings. I guess you could put it that way. Um, Basically, like, you guys are all so nice. (laughs) Um, We put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and our last dance and our cold breath, all of it, um, into this podcast. So when you guys give back, it really, really means a lot. Your lovely comments and sentiments really touch touch my little heart. Um, Speaking of things that touch my heart and our lot, our Patreon donors. The emotions will now continue to flow. Um, Thank you guys so much. Your generosity and love have kept us afloat. And I know and recognize all your names. And I love each of you individually. (laughs) So um, this week, uh, that's thanks to Scarlet Summer, Victoria, to David, to Vivian, to Claire, to... Oh, to a different David, I see. Okay, and then... Um, to Brian, to Katie, and to Emily, you have done a service to me. Thank you so much. Um, last of all, Chantel. Chantel, I'm about to see you this Sunday, and I'm going to wrap you up in my enormously strong arms and pray to God that you do not kill me for my impertinence. <laughs> Chantel, the code word is, where's those memes for cat? And um, the sleeper agent is active. Go. Next to Renetta. You are, yeah, you're across from Renetta. Renetta, Sylvia, Agsprat, and Tenevine. Is there anything I want to ask them? So we're all sitting there. Having, uh, it's now it is on to the third course, which is a chicken in a green creamy sauce. So, uh, Count Agsprat, 
Uh, are you, uh, planning on participating in the boat races at all tomorrow? I'm afraid I am busy at that time, but my daughter will be attending, I assume, with her lovely wife, and he nods down the table to Tenevine, who raises her glass at him. And she will be directing a gnomish delegation on one of our fastest ships. Oh, that's awesome! Yes, yes, gnomish innovation is the best in the world! You should see the way our ships cut through the water. I'll let you in on a secret here, and he leans in close and he says, most of these others have their ships made by our craftsmen. They just don't want to admit it. Oh, well, it must be some craftsmanship. I'm excited to see it. Yes, some might even say that gnomish craftsmanship is truly the beating heart of this kingdom. That our entire economy is based on our our people's contributions. Yes, Count Greenspire, Tenevine says from her place down the table. No one can deny that gnomish innovation has truly been a driving engine of our economy. And he... He raises his glass to her, but he looks a little bit flushed. Uh, Corbin wants to turn to Nguinian and say, What do you make your boats out of, Nguinian? And then he winks. Uh, but that's that's a gen- the worst pickup line I've ever <laughs> It's not a pickup line. It's a genuine question. He's just drunk. Uh, uh, Nguinian says, Well, primarily, boats are made of wood, my dear man. You know what I mean, you goddamn fool. <laughs> I am I am feeling this ship. There's some chemistry here. So to speak. <laughs> he laughs and he says, Oh, my boats are maintained by an excellent team of my household's finest shipmakers. A diverse team. I, it is the combination of the two cultures, well, the many cultures in Madria, which, which really make it a, a strong and vibrant kingdom. That's super not racist of you to say. Good job. Corbin <laughs> toasts him. He toasts you, but he's very confused. <laughs> so then uh, after you guys have your chicken course, it is on to a, uh, it looks like they're a bit hard to, to identify. It seems to just sort of be some round, meaty things in a dark, creamy sauce. Corbin goes for it. Yes. Uh, and Swedish meatballs, probably from fucking Ilfra. <laughs> Uh, and Winian says, oh, yes, the testicles of lamb are quite delicious. Uh, oh, Corbin goes for it. <laughs> so that's your next course. Uh, is there any other conversations you want to have? Or oh, We have see. several more courses to dinner. It's an um, elaborate affair. Wow. And y'all are starting to get probably pretty full at this point. I, didn't, I have not eaten much, I'll yes. be honest. <laughs> Corbin's been stuffing it. Uh, he does want to talk to Sylvia a little bit. Okay, what do you want to say to Sylvia? Uh, he wants to say, so what's on the... Was on the menu, so to speak, for your party tomorrow. Oh, it'll just be a small gathering of some friends. We'll just be playing cards, having a few drinks, and a bit of uh, charcuterie, you know. <gasps> Did you just say cold cuts? <laughs> charcuterie, yes. Oh my fucking god. Corbin, like, reaches for her and then pulls back and then, like, reaches again and then pulls back again and then says, <laughs> could, I, could I give you a hug? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mary Mary looks at you, Corbin, and she gives you a little bit of a thumbs up for your restraint. <laughs> he turns to Nguinian and he says, Nguinian, hold me back. <laughs> uh, Nguinian laughs and pats you on the back. Well, that's useless, but okay. <laughs> Sylvia, what's her deal again? Uh, the Marchioness de Cababon. Her lands were destroyed because uh, the previous king did not send her troops. And she has connections to Torva. She's known as being an avid worshipper of Torva. Yeah. What are your passions? Oh, I'm a great patron of the arts, Sylvia says. Painting, drawing, music. Whatever my family's money can go toward to more enrich the culture of Madria, oh, so the better. That's super cool. What kind of, what's your favorite kind of art style? Well, I'm quite fond of the old masters. Truly some of the greatest work is in our past. But recently, I've hired a very talented mosaic artist to redo all of the floors in my house in beautiful scenes of religious devotion. That sounds so cool. What kind of, uh, what kind of scenes? Well, in my foyer. And now she seems to just be like, You've asked her the right thing. She wants to talk about her home renovations, like anybody who's doing renovations (laughs) wants to. So she she goes into great detail about this. So her in my foyer, we'll have Minotines battle with the oceans, 
And then in my personal sanctuary, we will, of course, have the, the Torvaic Temple's victory over the heretics of Avadale. It'll be wonderful. You should see the tiles that they have for the flames of war. They're the most pure ruby I have ever seen. And once they're put together, ah! Masterpiece. I hope it is not yet done yet, so I could still call for the firing of my artists. That sounds absolutely crazy uh, in a super cool way. Um, have you heard about what happened at the Temple of Eol? I have not. Was there some news from the temple? Yeah, Torva's soldiers basically came and destroyed it. I was kind of there. Hmm, that is unfortunate to hear. We shall never know the conflicts of the gods, but only hope that they that we stay in their graces and that their conflicts do not reach us. Well, that conflict definitely reached the people who were staying at the Temple of Eol. Like, tons of people died. It was really bloody. I saw a man get run over by a tank. Hmm. Well, as I said, we may not know the minds of gods or why they do what they do. Well, what about the mortals who are helping them? Well, I should hope that they follow the directives of their lords. If they wish to go off on their own, then they are heretics and are justly slain. Yikes. Okay. This has been a really awesome talk. (laughs) You seem like such a cool lady. I hope your home renovation goes really great. (laughs) And uh, then Corbin leans over to Nguyenian and says, you don't worship Torva, right? Uh, Nguyenian shrugs. He's got a mouthful of lamb testicle. Love this guy. (laughs) He shrugs. He was made for you. (laughs) He shrugs and he says, "Mm -hmm." Okay, well, I want you to be more definitively against Torva than that, but that's enough for now. (laughs) Renetta is across from me. I wonder if I should try to grill her at all. I guess we could also, like, try to eavesdrop on her antennamine. Yeah. Get a list. Can I try to do that? Yeah, why don't you make a perception check? Seven. Seven? Uh, no, you are in, like, Ag Sprout is just, he wants to chat with you. He likes you. Oh. So, uh, yeah, you, you uh, every time you try and, like, pause to listen to what Renetta and Tenavine are saying, Ag Sprout jumps in to be like, have you heard about gnomish craftsmanship? He just wants me to hear about his shifts. <laughs> he wants to talk to you about Banfeld, because, you know, he knows that that's kind of close to those, those caves of yours and the fields, and he wants to talk to you about... You know, the water wheels there. Have you seen those water wheels? And, like, between all his talk about those fucking water wheels, which are just spectacular. You have to see the water wheels slake. They're amazing. You catch a couple, just a couple, like, snatches of conversation between Tenavine and Renetta. Mm-hmm. They are chatting about, sounds like they're talking about Loria, but you, you don't hear more about uh, what they're talking about. Do they look, um, just as far as facial expressions... Mm-hmm. Do they look guarded? Do they look natural at all? I, I mean, I don't know. If they I are, they both look carefully blank, mm. but but they're talking too quietly for you to hear them yeah. over Agsprat talking about those water wheels. They, can, they're great. Can can Corbin distract Eggsplat? You can try to help oh, out. You're gonna yeah okay. Uh, Corbin uh kind of yells only a little bit because he's kitty corner. Yells just only a little a bit, a little bit yelling. A soft says, yell. A soft Calls? a soft a soft calling yelp. Um, <laughs> he says, uh, uh, egg, sp- uh, egg, sp- egg, 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 Hey, did, uh, did you hear that Nguyenian uses all kinds of, uh, racially diverse people to build his boats? Isn't that cool? <laughs> egg, spread, disapproves. Uh, yikes. But does he, does he talk? He just shoots you a dirty look. Can I hear any oh. of the actual conversation? Oh, but during this com- this you do hear you hear one snatch of conversation, Slake. You hear Tenevine saying, "I don't want to hear any more about this, Renetta. What's done is done, and I'm very happy with my marriage." Ooh! Well, shit! Your your lamb testicles have been replaced <laughs> by a sweet dish of of cream and fresh fruit and a cake sort of underneath it. Aww. Corbin goes into it. Sounds delicious. Caitlin also wants to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of a great idea. Okay. Okay. I, I know. I do want to quick talk to Renetta when I have a chance. Yeah, yeah. Renetta it seems to be done with her conversation with her sister now. Now that Tenevine sort of put the kibosh on whatever she was saying. Uh, so, Renetta, I heard there's going to be a lot of uh, shipping going on tomorrow. Do you want to tell me about any of your ships? 
This is ugly. Uh, Renata, she smiles a bit and says, I will not have any of my ships participating in the races tomorrow, but I know that Azam has a crew entering on his behalf. I believe he may actually be... <laughs> I believe he may actually be sailing on the ship himself, which is uh, quite unusual, but I suppose they do things a bit differently in Denmark. So you're not shipping Azam with anyone? I believe he'll be accompanied by a crew, <laughs> yes. Physically killing. Shut up. <laughs> so uh, what about, uh, say... Loria and Tenabine, are they, uh, <laughs> are they, they have any ships in the race? <laughs> uh, Tenabine smiles and says, yes, actually, Captain Loria will be captaining my entry into the boat races. She's quite a skilled sailor, although I believe you saw a bit of a demonstration of that as she made her entrance the other day. I ship it. <laughs> <laughs> There is another conversation that starts up around around you, Fran. Mm. The ambassador from from Ilfra. She says, "Oh, wasn't wasn't Lord uh, Lord Andalin supposed to be here today?" I uh, oh, he's not here. I say. <laughs> <laughs> Queen Lilia looks around a little bit. And she says, "Oh yes, he was invited. I our staff here in the palace is so good. I there was not an empty chair for him. But yes, he was supposed to be here. I had." thought that he had returned from his trip to Denmark already. Uh, the ambassador says, Oh, I should greatly like to meet him. I hear that he is quite a dashing gentleman. And Azam perks up and he says, Oh, he is quite the fencer, quite the sportsman. And he points at Nguyenian as he says this. And he is quite good with Nguyenian's horses. I dare say he rides them better than Nguyenian himself. Oh, yes. Can uh, Corbin hear this? Uh, yeah, you hear. You do hear that. Corbin yells across the table and says, I'd like to see him try and ride me. I, there's so many regrettable sentences in this. <laughs> Does Nguyenian do anything when I say that? Uh, Nguyenian laughs. Yeah, okay, good. That's like a, a, an inside joke between uh, us. And, and Nguyenian's laughter seems to smooth over what everybody else <laughs> Horrified reactions about what you've said. Azam does say... Oh, and he's quite the swordsman, isn't he? And uh, Dirk, who you guys have not really said anything to, but uh, he's been chatting amiably with Mary. Dirk perks up and he says, Oh, he might be a swordsman, but he can't wield a spear. And then everybody laughs at that. Like, that is some big joke here in Madria. Oh, I I lean over to Magdalena, who is my best friend. (laughs) What's the... I don't get it. What's the joke? The spear? Well, we are... a kingdom devoted to Minotai and the god of spears. Everybody here can wield a spear. But not not Andolin, though. No, not Andolin. He's from one of the northern duchies. and just I don't know what a duchy is. <laughs> Explain. It's where a duke or a duchess would rule. Okay, thanks, Kat, for saying that like I'm a fool for not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's from one of the northern lands. He's a bit rural. Well, his mother and... And his father, may he rest in peace, poor Lord Andolin. They let him grow up a bit wild. He didn't quite have the formal education many of us here at court do have. But it's that wildness that makes him simply so devastatingly handsome. So, like, has anybody gotten to check on him? Oh, he simply runs off occasionally. No one really knows what he does. He's quite the man of mystery. Uh, By this time now, you're just... you're. Cake has been cleared. Uh, it is replaced by, uh, it looks like clams wrapped in bacon. Um, Corbin does want to ask Nguyenian about Lord Andolin. Sure. You know Lord Andolin? Oh, yes, quite well. He's one of my dearest friends, as much as he's anybody's dearest friends. The old rascal. So, <laughs> so like, but you're closer to him probably, right, than like other people? Oh, I would say so, yes. He's a bit of a loner. Is there something that he, like, wears all the time? Uh, like a bracelet or something? No, 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 not really. I feel like Lord Andolin is some kind of god. <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling the same way. Like, I'm heavily suspicious. <laughs> like, I'm trying to get some, like, solid... Did he seem like he was Torva's child? Supernatural activity. Ha- did he ever do anything, like, super weird? Like, did it seem like he could, like, just, like, make things happen? Oh, no, he's he's very charming, but... He uh, has none of the magics that your group has. 
That's what you think. Okay. <laughs> hey, how long have you known him? A couple of years now. But on and off. He's he doesn't spend that much time at court. Nguyen, your professional opinion, how hot is he actually? Oh, he is uh now I will say this. He is my rival. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> so, like you're in love with him. No, well, no, 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 I, no, I wouldn't say that, but... Okay, okay, Nguyenian, all right, good talk. <laughs> okay, I'm going to talk to the to Queen Lilia and Almenia. I think they're the last people I'm near who I haven't spoken to. So, your highness, I met your dad. <laughs> oh, I hope he wasn't too rough. He's a, he has a very distinct personality, my father. He seems very passionate about politics. That he is. Sometimes a bit too much for his own good. I hope he did not say anything too... bad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he just seems like he really likes gnomes. Yes, my father is a strong proponent of... uh, Well, he's a bit of a separatist, but considering my position now, I'm hoping that he, he reconsiders his position. So, excuse me for asking... I'm sure you're very in love, but do you think that your marriage to Tenavine has helped people see the union of your kingdoms differently? Well, that is our hope, Lilia says, and she she puts down one of her many forks as she says this. Mm. We hope that our union is a beacon to our people of unification and that we can all, despite our differences, live as one kingdom. But it has only been a few weeks, so we'll see how that plays out. Whoa, newlyweds! <laughs> uh, yes, yes, we actually only recently returned from our, our honeymoon journey. Oh, how is that? It was lovely, thank you. Where'd you go? Uh, we went on a sailing voyage uh, around several of the islands. You guys love fucking boats, man. <laughs> sea trade is one of the largest contributors to the Madrian economy. Okay. Uh, now the ambassador. So, Almenia, like I, I saw her talking to Slake earlier, right? Yeah. What, what brings you to this fine city? Oh well, just maintaining the diplomatic relations between our kingdoms. You know, us up in the north in Ilfra, we don't get to see much of our southern neighbors that often, so we send out delegations just to keep everyone connected on our continent. You have a lovely accent. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Everybody I know who's ever moved away from Ilfra seems to drop their accent so quickly, so I take great pride in my accent. You should meet some of those professors over at the university. They live in Ilfra, and suddenly they're talking like Madrians. Oh, actually, I know a couple people from Ilfra. Uh, Shaw? Oh, yes, Professor Shaw. Yes, he's a a bit of an odd duck. He's distant cousins to uh, one of the other, um, well... My companion from Ilfra. Oh, you have a companion. Well, maybe companion's a bit too strong of a word, but he... Oh, an uh, enemy. <laughs> that's also a bit too strong of a word. He's uh, quite a fine gentleman, but uh, he, he doesn't have an official part in my delegation, you know? I heard that he, like, has the hots for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yes, uh, unfortunately, he has a bit of a misplaced affection for me, but... Uh, I'm hoping some time away from the the Ilfren courts will uh, help him broaden his horizons and, and really get a better perspective on the uh, the world at large, you know? I guess. I mean, that's a pretty well-adjusted way to talk about somebody who, like, stalked you across, like into another country. But, well, his uh, family has a very important trade relations with my family, so... Mm. Gross. <laughs> yes, Lord Maldrick's family is... Uh, oh, what's the Madrian phrase for it? Uh, ooh. A nouveau riche, I think. A gesundheit. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. <laughs> these, these, uh, these clams are they sure are interesting, aren't they? Uh, I bet you'd probably like them better if they were like put in a dish and baked for a while. Oh yes, you have uh, Ilfren cooking, huh? I, th- I think I heard something about it. <laughs> Oh, yes, we're quite famous for our hot dishes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, I, we kind of, you know, came here to save the city, as you do. And I was wondering if you've heard 
anything weird about what happened. Oh, nothing for dinner's ears, you honored guest. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. But maybe we can talk later, because I'm kind of like a a cop. <laughs> oh, certainly. I'd love to have a conversation over maybe tea. Oh, I, I've had a lot of pretty traumatizing tea, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll have water. <laughs> and I will prepare you some tea. I'll have Dodson Goodson prepare you some tea. Corbin. Oh, and I'll have my servants bring up some of our best shortbreads. Corbin oh. gets a sudden idea in his head to make some tea. For All everybody. right. <laughs> At dinner? <laughs> just in general. All right. Can we just do that after dinner? Uh, if you'd like, yeah. Yeah. So you can. I love nighttime tea only. I only drink tea at night, so it's now or never. Oh, well then. Well, come up to your rooms after dinner then, huh? Oh, perfect. All right. So the dinner proceeds. There's another two courses. And then everybody uh, heads off. Queen Tenevine and Queen Lilia first stand. And they give everybody a farewell and nod to everyone. And then they both walk out hand in hand. And then everybody pairs off as they're leaving. So it's it's based on who you're sitting across from. So Fran, you and the Ilfran ambassador are linked arms. Azam with Magdalena. Uh, Mary is actually kind of the odd person out because her, her dinner mate was supposed to be Lord Andalyn. But uh, oh. Andalyn's not there. So she just clasps her hands in front of her as each person, you know, takes the person across from them by the arm and everybody proceeds out of the dining room and then everyone just sort of disperses in the hallway i don't disperse from my friend the ambassador Uh, yeah corbin just like i mean yeah lingers you just linger yeah yeah Yeah, so you guys all group back up yeah Yeah. corbin you did it buddy i mean you did yell and scream (sighs) that one time that was really cool when you got on the table thank you yes everyone really liked that huh no uh mary signs you didn't completely fail. I'm so proud. That's a really rude, Mary, but thank you. <laughs> uh, Mary signs it back. Well, so is standing on the table. Well, uh, uh, I sit on my chair, Mary. I had one foot on the table. <laughs> um, everyone, this is my best friend, Almenia. And Ambassador Almenia to the... Uh, Court of Ilfra, pleased to meet y'all. Yeah, it was really great to meet you earlier. She is going to come and talk to us about some stuff. Oh, yeah, please lead the way to your rooms. We're going to have, I look at Corbin, unspecified beverages. <laughs> Soda. Oh. Uh, hey, can you guys make a perception check? Yeah. Ooh. I got 22. 11. Okay. I got 17. Fran and Slake, you both catch some movement at the end of the hall. Just out of the corner of your eye, you see a little bit of movement. Uh, like maybe someone moving around the corner. Uh, and I go over there really fast and quick. Okay. Uh, well, you... I guess I'll, I'll be like, be right back and follow friend. That's cool. I'll stay here. <laughs> you see just somebody going around another corner as you get that far. I'm going to keep following. I want you make a Fuck. what? Dexterity check. Fuck. And I got a two. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got a 17. Okay, you, uh, as Fran's little legs came <laughs> out from the brief Get- physical exertion <laughs> running. Oh my god! Running for, for about 10 feet. Oh. What the fuck? It's like you run on past her and you see a man dressed in black standing at one of the windows. And he looks back at you, and he is, without a doubt, the most handsome man you have ever seen. He has jet black hair and bronze skin. And he gives you a bit of a crooked grin, and he says, Don't tell him you saw me. And then he (laughs) points out the window and vanishes in black smoke. (gasps) Intern! Did you get him? (laughs) Uh, I... Well, there was there was someone here, but um, he pointed, and then he wasn't here. How hot was he? Um, <gasps> very a lot. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> the fuck is he doing here? Wait. Oh, you- I I sit. I lean against the wall. Slide down the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that guy? 
yeah, we're acquainted. I... Uh, oh my god, my legs are burning. <laughs> <laughs> did, did something happen? Did you fall? We just ran like five miles anyway. <laughs> uh, I gotta tell freaking Mary about this shit. Uh, what did he say? Uh, um, well, all he said was... Don't tell them you saw me. Oh, well, good job not listening to him. He deserves to be betrayed. That's like his whole deal. <laughs> and I, I pat you on the shoulder. I oh. smile real big. Good work, intern. You're clearly like a just unbelievable athlete. <laughs> well, I mean, it was only a couple feet, but thank you. <laughs> Fran is gone. Just uh, she can't hear suddenly. She doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we go back and i'm not gonna tell them right away because we're in front of what's her name yeah albania yeah albania. so let's go back up to our rooms i am gonna ask dodson goodson mm-hmm. for some tea yep and then i'm gonna watch where he goes when he's done giving me the tea okay uh, and i'm gonna make sure he's not fucking spying on me as soon as is corbin around when you ask him for the tea yeah, I would assume. Uh, Corbin says, hey, I can make some tea. No, no, hey, you can't. Hey, Dudson, let me help you with the tea. Oh, no, honored guest. Please have a seat. I will um, send for tea. Really good. He is already walking God away. Damn it. And he has walked into the secret passage behind the tapestry in the hallway that the mm-hmm. servants use. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's gone. Okay. You know oh, how to make tea? that later. Yeah, I make really good tea. Do you want some? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love that. All right. When Dodson gets back, I'll, get, I'll use a cup. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> All right. So, Almenia, when when you said that whatever's going on in this city isn't polite dinner conversation, what did you mean? Oh, well, now, I'm sure you hear this all the time here in the court, and it's a real bit of a phrase here. But you didn't hear it from me. Mm. You see, Queen Tenavine, her marriage with uh, with Queen Lilia, highly contested. Not that many people were looking forward to that marriage. But oh. I think it was a real smart political move because it keeps the separatists of the the Gnomish separatists from, you know, working too hard against them since their own queen is now sitting on the throne. I think it's a real good move for unity. But there are the detractors, people who realize that. No heir's going to come out of that marriage, huh? So who's going to be the next successor? Is it going to be Magdalena? She's getting on in years. Not, well, I suppose for a human. How old do humans get? I sort of forget that sometimes. Um, I don't know. Last, uh... Like a hundred. <laughs> well, then I suppose she has some time left. She's not that old. <laughs> but... They might adopt a ward, but then there's no blood claim. So once uh, once Tenefine's off the throne, then things are going to get pretty messy around here, you know? What about Renetta? Oh, Renetta's being married off to a zom, so she will be out of the running here for a... Uh, why isn't a zom being married off to her? Why do, why do they automatically go to Danmar? Well, because a zom is the crown prince of Danmar. And Renetta's, she's the si- queen's sister. But so- still, I've met the king of Danmar. He has... Plenty of juice left. <laughs> they could have another kid. Uh, but a servant brings you guys some tea and some cookies. It is not Dodson, by the way. Oh, where the fuck is Dodson? He's spying on us. So, would you say that that's like the main political situation right now? Like, what do you think someone would have to gain by attacking the city? Oh well. Madria is just the richest kingdom in the lands. If you disrupt trade to Madria, you're going to disrupt all the economies of Ilfra, of, of Danmar, and all of our lesser kingdoms. Pretty much all trade goes through Madria. That's why I'm here. It's a very important kingdom. Mm. So if Torva wanted to, like, fuck everything up, he'd hit Madria. Yeah. And then everybody else would be, like, in a weakened mm-hmm. state. But for somebody who lives here and is rich here and benefits from those trade routes, what would the benefit be for them? I suppose if they can show that the Madrian royalty is weak, they could maybe make a claim on the throne, or they could disrupt the entire Olias claim to the throne if they had a stronger one. Maybe one of the lesser noble families could make a grab for it if they could uh, muster their own private security to keep Mm. the city safe, which 
Many of these nobles have their own house security, own their own armies. Well, if you see anything suspicious, Miss Almenia, please let us know. <laughs> if that guy gives you trouble, also please let us know because I don't like the sound of him. Well, don't you worry. I know how to take care of myself, but you're some real nice folks here, all right? If anyone gives you trouble, let me know. I got some ties in various places in the court, and I might be able to leverage them for you. Oh. Just so y'all know. Adorable. Almenia approves. Yes. Oh, I love her. She's great. She's ill for nice. She sure is. I shake her hand. She shakes your hand back. You guys have a good handshake, and then she leaves for the night, having not tasted the Crow Clan's tea. (laughs) So fucking sad. The intern's off Aelin. I blurt immediately as soon as the door closes. (laughs) Wait, who's Phelan? What? Mary Mary also signs what? He told them not to tell us about him. But well, that um, makes sense. I mean, Mary signs. Good job, Slake. You did it. You did it, intern. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Corbin looks down. Mm-hmm. And then he looks up. Mm-hmm. And then Corbin looks down again. And then Corbin looks to the side. Corbin looks at Fran. Corbin looks at Mary. <laughs> Corbin looks at Slake. Corbin does some looking. Corbin looks around. Corbin says, hey, you guys. Would you say that, like, Phelan's, like, probably, like, the most attractive guy you've ever seen in your life? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you, no contest. You know how, like, everybody's, like, Lord Andolin is, like, the hottest guy they've ever seen? But he's, like, never uh... around? I just thought of it, like. Okay, but who is Phelan? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's the son of Torva, but he's like he's like our friend. He's like he's like a friend of me. Mary signs. He's my brother. Yeah, he's Mary's brother. Also, Fran thinks he's hot. I mean, obviously, (laughs) it's. An objective fact. It, no, yeah, it is. It definitely is, but like, <laughs> I'm trying just saying, to tease me about it. Just saying, like, Fran definitely thinks he's Oh, hot. Fran thinks water is wet. What an idiot. Thanks for nothing, Corbin. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> that was very straightforward and not at all confusing. <laughs> I understand completely. He's a god. He was a, like a demigod. Yeah. Okay, okay but he's Torva's son. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Mary also signs Torva's also my dad. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> anyway, I love this theory and I think you're right. Yeah. Cause like, you know. You wore his clothes. Ooh <laughs> Indirect kiss. <laughs> no! Indirect body touch. Oh my god, I fucked up his whole room too, and I left him that stupid note. Ah! <laughs> I hope he got it. <sighs> god damn it. <laughs> Is there an animal nearby? Like any, I mean, like a bird, anything? Actually, not super much because you are actually in a cave. I oh. want to send to for a, just can't a small. Can you create one? I can't make. Oh. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, I'm going to conjure a small um, bird, and then I'm going to use animal messenger, and I say, you guys, let's send this asshole a message. What do we want to say? Oh, oh. <laughs> we know who you are, and we- It can only be 25 words. Oh. We know who you are, you jackass. <laughs> you fucking coward. You fucking coward. Okay, that's 10. We have- we have 15 left. Just talk to us. Don't be coy. That's good. That's good. That's good. Anything else? Love. Love the guardians. The guardians. Perfect. I say that in my tone of voice and I tell the animal messenger to find, to go send it to Phelan. All right. Off it goes. Okay. So uh, if if I see this guy again, like, is he dangerous what should i do he's very dangerous yeah but i mean like unless he attacks you like don't worry about it yeah okay it's kind of a pushover to be honest just like tell him that you know us yeah and he'll be like oh that's cool all right tell him you should cut off his fucking arm and that he's a coward yeah like tell him to cut off his arm honestly why don't we put that in the message fucking we're dumb damn it okay i'm just gonna write a note down (laughs) (laughs) so 
Now it is nighttime. You all change into your fancy silken bedclothes and get ready for bed, thinking back on a day full of intrigue and mystery. And your messenger bird flies off in search of Phelan. One more time about Archvillain Games. Archvillain Games is having a Kickstarter from October 1st to 30th. So it's kind of winding down now. And actually, they have achieved their Kickstarter and they're doing stretch goals now, I believe. So that's really, really cool. Um, And there's a reason why they achieved their Kickstarter. It's because their product is awesome. They're selling character sheet gauntlets, which are kind of like binders for your character sheet when you're playing D&D. They have a patent pending design, which kind of has like a cover where you can see some stats. And then when you open it, you can see everything. There is figurine level detail. As I said in the middle of this episode literally they're very cool so please look at them (laughs) um they make your character sheet the most beautiful thing at the table which is very desirable they have detailed covers for fighter rogue cleric and wizard they each hold five character sheets they're available painted or unpainted made of high durability plastic and you can buy paint kit add-ons uh from army painter To get one of these character sheet gauntlets or just to check them out, go to archvillaingames.com or search for Archvillain Games on Kickstarter and get your Archvillain gauntlet today. (laughs) 